2: and Susan's latest book, Down There, Sexual and Reproductive Health, The Wise Woman Way. In addition to being the editor at Ashtree Publishing and writing her books, Susan is the director of the Wise Woman Center in Woodstock, New York. The Wise Woman Center is open to the public on appointment-only basis. She offers weekend workshops, intensives, and apprenticeships throughout the season. Susan is also available to you online via wisewomanmentor.com. There you can go and view her weekly e-zine. You can subscribe to receive a notification via email each week, or you could join her mentorship program. Susan also offers distance learning correspondence courses and online courses at the Wise Woman University.
0: <clears throat> got a call from Justine and Monica Jean early in the morning the other day so they could show me the view from the top of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, my gosh. How are you tonight, Rebecca?
3: Oh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I saw that they were at the Eiffel Tower. I saw some pictures on Facebook. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yes.
0: How Monica exciting. Jean is looking très chic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was her, uh,
3: her beret, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Her beret and her scarf. Yeah, oh, how wonderful! So awesome. I miss them. I miss them a lot. However, it's been raining, and with no family and no goats to tend to because they're in the barn, they hate to come out in the rain. I have done the front matter. You know, that's the table of contents and the forward and the introduction, all that stuff in the front of the book. The front matter is done, and the illustrations are dropped in, and chapter zero is done and illustrations dropped in, and so is one, and so is two, and so is three, and I'm working on four. Wow. Yeah. It's written, but I'm dropping illustrations in. I'm having such a great time with Durga Bernhardt's illustrations. They are just Mm, wonderful. If you want to see her work, it's in the green book, Healing Wise. And because it was going to be a pair, Healing Wise and Healing Well, she has actually been working on these illustrations for the same 30 years that I've been working on the book, so they're really good. We've really got them so refined and so delicious. Mm. What have you been up to? Oh,
3: let's see. I've been uh, working away, doing some stuff. Uh, The the Etsy store has been keeping me busy, and then um, my partner's parents were here this past week, and we were spending lots of time with them. And, um,
0: yeah, just
3: yeah. we got to go to Brighton. And we got to go to Brighton Bushes last weekend. That was a
0: huge, nice Oh, Far Out. That's so much fun. (laughs) Yay, Brighton Bush.
3: It's hard to adjust coming back. I was like, (laughs) I'm really getting into the rhythm up there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's so, like, in the woods and so natural and just so bright and bush. Yeah. mm, Still no,
3: you know, inner there or anything like that. So it's really, you really get to sink into a nice rhythm, and it's really good for the kids, there are some lots of kids up there this time and
0: just oh, lots wonderful of nice people oh
3: yeah. Out. Mm-hmm.
0: And yay <laughs> and yay yay for the Etsy store and yay for all the things that you make. And it's wonderful to see students who have come to the place where they realize that they've actually made enough remedies for themselves and their families and their friends for the next hundred years and they can't really make any more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless they can figure out some way to off it, mhm,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean it just it it allows me to be pretty creative too. I can like make things that you know I can share with people like you know in big batches like I'm you know like this. I made, like, several different face creams and stuff like that that, you know, it it inspires me to make and, like, be creative and to keep, like, um, you know, like, expanding of things that I wouldn't necessarily make that I don't need. But, like, other people need them and, like, people ask me to make specific things and then I can offer that to more people. So, it's, yeah, it's cool. Yes, it's a wonderful way to
0: to keep pushing your learning, to keep inspiring yourself, absolutely.
3: Yes, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. It, it keeps me it, – it's been keeping me really busy. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: always
3: the, there's always plenty to do around here, so.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back in 1978, when I moved with my land partners onto the land where I live now, we started a small herb business called Elf and Dragons. And after a fairly short time, I realized that I didn't have what it took to be available the way someone who was selling those things ought to be available in my mind. And this, of course, back in 1978 you couldn't go into a store and buy herbal tinctures. There were a mm-hmm. few available, but not very many. And there weren't dried herbs for sale. So i i my sense of responsibility was that if I was selling Echinacea tincture, um, that I needed to be home so that if somebody wanted to order, and we're not even talking Internet, right? We're talking through the mail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was going to order that, that I should be able to fulfill their order within 24 hours and get it out to them. And that that wasn't going along with the way my teaching was taking off and taking me away from home. Mm-hmm. And it was only, yeah. it was only later on that I felt for myself that I didn't want to sell anything that I was teaching about. And then after that, that I learned that there's an actual law. And that that law is so strict that it sees things written in books as telling you how to use herbs. And so in a store, the books about how to use the herbs and the herbs have to be a certain number of feet apart.
1: Hmm.
0: Don't tell and sell is the easy way to remember it. Yeah. Yeah. and. But it- But it wasn't like it like appeared to me like full blown. It was like step by step by step, you know, kind of the gradual thing. The same thing. I started out teaching at community colleges, which meant I was teaching adults in the evening, and it was just because Mm -hmm. something completely unplanned happened in my life that forced me to have my class not in the evening but on the weekend. And for the first time in my life, I taught herbal medicine to people outdoors during the day. Game changer for me.
3: Mm Mhm. Yeah.
0: You know, so much that most of us can't even imagine. You know, teaching herbal medicine indoors at night. mm -hmm. Not that there isn't. And I do like that. that. There certainly is, but.
3: I'll evolve like in that kind of natural flow to of being able to you know like learning what i am right now from what i'm doing and then having it evolve into something else as well like
0: so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah. So we keep uh, refining how mm-hmm. how it is that we can uh, m- most joyously and effectively uh, put things Out into the world. Mm Mm-hmm. We've got some wonderful interviewees coming up. We do. I believe Um, believe that next week I'm going to be talking with Zhuzhanov. Oh, hooray. And tonight...
3: to also say that, so the woman that was supposed to be on next week, I was having the hardest time getting in touch with her. And then, of course, right after I rescheduled Zuzana for, for next week, she gets in touch with me, the woman that was supposed to be scheduled. And so, but I know Zuzana really wants to be on and she's but um, yeah. So I think I will probably just have to reschedule the other woman and go ahead with Zuzana next week.
0: All right, and tonight we have Vanessa Cuccia with us, who is a pioneer in the sex toy industry. Do I need to say more? She's received testimonials from people all over the world, and they are overwhelmingly positive testimonials. Vanessa will be with us at 9 o'clock. Stay right there. What did they used to say to us when we watched TV? Don't touch that dial. Hmm, maybe Vanessa would say touch that dial.
3: (laughs) Yeah, she's doing so much cool stuff. I mean, just with uh, the sex positivity and stuff and, and doing all kinds of like live streaming on like Instagram and stuff like that that are having like these really candid conversations about healing and sexual and sex and yeah, just really interesting stuff. So everybody will be sure to enjoy this interview. Mm hmm.
0: You may remember that when my lover Fern was diagnosed with cervical cancer that she asked her lovers to send her an orgasm every day. And that, oh. that was actually the beginning of my seven orgasms a week because I said to her, I don't know if I can, like, find time every day. Could I do, like, seven one day? She said, sure.
1: <laughs>
0: so I remember mm, that. Yeah, <laughs> so that's become, you know, kind of like the goal. There are seven orgasms a week whether you want them or not. And I don't often talk about the fact that, yes, you know, this is an energy that you are gathering. And when it is released, it can be released with intention.
1: hmm
0: And that intention, of course, is, as you will, with harm to none. And remember, everything you put out is coming back to you three times, at least. Mm. Mm Hmm. Yeah. As I often say to people, there's simply no way that anyone who believes that what they're putting out is coming back to them is going to do anything nasty.
3: (laughs) Um, So can you give us an example of what kind of intention you would put out there? Like when you're saying like when you have an orgasm.
0: Well, Fern specifically ask that her lovers send her an orgasm every day for her to use to, you. well, you know, I think healing is a little tricky here. Because I think if people hear the word healing, then they are going to think Fern is using that energy to get rid of her cervical cancer. But I don't think Fern ever did that. Hmm. Fern knew when she was diagnosed, as she said to us, she said to me, she said, I will take your herbs, but this cancer is going to kill me. She said to the doctors, I will do your radiation, but this cancer is going to kill me. And she said to Marie, I will eat your macrobiotic cooking, but this cancer is going to kill me. So she knew from the moment of diagnosis what was going on. And I truly believe that she used that energy to make her passage the way she wanted it to be, because she did not wish to be a burden on anyone. And so she was, in fact, able to go swiftly, far more swiftly than they thought she was going to go, easily, to be surrounded by her own rosemary bush, which was cut down and packed around her, Hmm. and then to have the place where she lived, the lost pines near Austin, Texas, burned to the ground in a freak wildfire. I would say that that's transferring some power. (laughs) So if we say that she uses that energy for healing, we might be misleading people. She used that energy for holding. She used that energy to nourish herself. Mm -hmm. So that was my intention. Go to my Mm -hmm. lover. And... Be available. Be available to Fern. And you re- I think you remember that um, <clears throat> I was so gifted with a little time that I could go and spend with her. Marie moved to, sp- to spend her last months with her. And <clears throat> she said, she said, I want to give you and Marie my vibrators. So i I going to give my two lovers my two vibrators, she said. But in order to earn them, you have to lay on my bed together and both have orgasms. Now, Marie Summerwood and I helped Annie Sprinkle do sacred sex workshops for 10 years. Then when Annie moved west, she said, okay, you two have to do the sacred sex workshops. And so we co-led sacred sex workshops for almost another 10 years. So it's not like Marie and I in sex have never had a conversation, but Marie and I have never been lovers. hmm. Although during one sacred sex workshop, I was pounding my feet on the floor, and that rhythmic pounding did cause her to have an orgasm. So we've come that close. At any rate, we both looked at her and said, we can't do this. And she looked at us and said, you're not the women I thought you were. Which, of course, broke us <laughs> all up just into gales of laughter. And um, to cut to the chase, we did agree that I could lay on the floor on one side of the bed, and Marie would lay on the floor on the other side of the bed, and we put Fern in the bed, and that we could we could do that. Uh, <laughs> then, of, then of course, we both used the vibrators on Fern. So, and she died about thirty six hours later.
4: Oh my God! Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. So. We'll be talking for sure. more about sex later on tonight. And for now, let's see if there's any people who are calling with any problems.
3: All right. We have about six people with questions. If you have a question for Susan, please press 1 to ask your question. And our first caller is coming from the 650
5: area code. Oh, hi, Susan. That story about your friend Fern is transformative hard one to follow you don't um, have
0: to follow it at all I said to her I said you know 3,000 women uh, only 3,000 women a year die in the United States of cervical cancer and I'm writing a book called down there and you have the nerve to die of cervical cancer (laughs) and again you know it was one of those crackles So I miss, I miss her a lot. complicated. I miss her a lot. You do. Yeah. Yes, I bet is. you
5: do. It sounds like you guys, you you girls, had some fun together.
0: We did. We were lovers That's for thirty great. years. It was not a short term nice. relationship. And I said, That's if nice. you and Marie ever get married, I'm going to do the ceremony.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Hmm. So what are you calling about tonight?
5: Well, I'm calling because I've had a unusual set. Of kind of symptoms going on and I wanted to find out what you thought of it and I, I keep thinking about something you said have said in the past about how the birds chirping do not cause the sun to rise but I had this I have I'm one of those kind of people that have to eat often or I get hypoglycemic and so I had a a set of circumstances where I wasn't I really couldn't get lunch on time. I had a lot of things I was doing for some, it's whatever. And so it was about four to five hours before I ate and I got really, really hungry. But I ate and I felt fine. And about four hours after that, I just started to get just terrible bloating. And then I wasn't hungry, which never happens to me because I'm always digesting and hungry and eating. And so I got kind of slow. And then the next morning, the bloating wasn't better. And I just started to get these odd symptoms where I had a headache, but it was around my whole head. And it would just kind of feel like it was maybe blowing up a little bit or something and maybe a little lightheaded when I bent down. And the only thing that seemed to make any sense was that I had to eat really often, but with that kind of stuff, it takes you days to figure out what you're supposed to do and so then I thought well i I wasn't sure what to do, and I started to do some podararco, which some a path years ago recommended to me for some some other symptoms and and I took a lot of slippery elm but I listened to some of your podcasts and you seem to indicate that bloating so in the stomach.
0: slippery elm, I am not so glad you took Padarko
5: really yeah
0: how what form was the Pao Darko in?
5: It was a bark, but I didn't take it for long, and I mm-hmm. did keep up so you So
0: chew, you chewed on the bark
5: no i just I made like a, a kind of an infusion from it, like I just boiled so it so when a while you say you made kind of liquid. an
0: infusion. You weigh out an ounce of the bark and put it in a quart jar.
5: No, no. Are it you just, are I, you
0: drinking nourishing herbal infusions?
5: I am. I'm new to it, but mm-hmm. I am, and I. Just, so you're I weighing just out one it.
0: ounce of dried herb and putting it in a quart jar.
5: Right. Yes.
0: Okay, and when you and say you're new to it, you've been drinking nourishing herbal infusions
5: for maybe a couple of months.
0: A couple of mm-hmm. months, and you drink but about how the much end a day? Of
5: September. Pardon?
0: And you drink I, about, how yes, about
5: how
0: much a day? About how know, much infusion do you
5: drink a day? I might not drink the whole quart a day, but I mm-hmm. drink at least two to three cups a day and sometimes the whole quart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they made a remarkable At change. this point
0: you are not hypoglycemic. Mm-hmm. Ever. Because mm-hmm. of the infusions. So what is happening is that your body is changing and your mind is Telling it that it can't. Hmm. Okay. You have this image of yourself as someone who's hypoglycemic and you have to eat often. Mm Mm-hmm. And when your body says, no, that's not true anymore, you're going to try to make it a problem. Hmm. Okay. Most human beings can go... Six to ten hours with stable blood sugar from a single meal. Mm-hmm. So there shouldn't, there should not, that need for eating is th- th- what I would say is an indicator of malnutrition. In other words, if somebody is saying, I need to eat all the time, then I'm thinking they're not getting enough fat. They're not getting enough protein. They're not getting enough fiber. I'm thinking to myself, is this person on a raw food diet? Are they drinking juiced vegetables? Because Mm, these really mess with your blood sugar. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like that's what you're
5: doing, though. No, I eat, I eat meat, and um, I, since listening to you, I've started eating whole, the dairy products that are whole food, and it makes a big difference. Oh, you it's You know, true. the whole milk, whole yeah. Yeah. Good. So
0: maybe you want to create a ceremony of change for yourself where that that you who needed to eat so frequently is retired. (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And the new you who has more stable blood sugar is welcomed.
5: Mm -hmm. You know, that's interesting because when I started drinking the infusions, if I would drink them on an empty stomach, I would start to feel kind of this way. So mm-hmm. that's my body changing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I almost wondered if that was going on, but the symptoms were just like so, ah, you know? Yeah. I wondered because I'm like, this shouldn't be this way. This is food. It's right. nourishing. I believe that, you know? And I was like, so interesting, huh? hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: It mm-hmm. is, but food also carries chi. And the chi in the mm-hmm. really wakes up our brains mm-hmm. and can make us feel dizzy.
5: Yeah. I was surprised by that. So I started just drinking them at with the meal as mm-hmm. food, you know, like make it be food. but Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I find, and many others find, that if we're pushed and we Just do not have time for breakfast. A glass or two of Nourishing Herbal Infusion will last. Will get us through to when the meal can occur.
5: See, that's what I was doing that day when I couldn't eat for so many hours. And I said, well, i just drink the Nourishing Infusion. And then this whole bloating and stuff. So you think Uh it's my body just like kind of not knowing what's going on more or less. Yeah. The mind and the body haven't connected yet.
0: Not totally on the same track yet, but they will be. And that's why ceremony is a or little ritual is a nice thing to do.
5: Mhm. Wow. It would be so nice to not have to eat so often. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're on yeah, the track. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I called because I know you're going to be going away soon, too.
0: Yes, but just I think that I will, uh, I'll just be missing two Tuesdays, so. Not for very long.
5: Well, you have a wonderful time in Paris. Thank you so much.
0: I look forward to joining yeah. my granddaughter and son-in-law there.
5: Yeah, that would be wonderful.
0: Mm, dream blessings. Good night. Thanks for your, call. Thank you for your call.
3: The next caller is coming from the seven zero three area code.
6: Susan. Uh, thanks so much for the opportunity. Um, I have, I don't even know how to phrase my question, but exactly, but um, do you have any suggestion um, for herbs or infusion when you're really overwhelmed? And I know I I normally drink nettle, but both my husband and son have been sick, and I sort of totally forgot about me the last couple of weeks. And um, my moods and my energy are just uh, in the pits. And I, 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 I hate myself for yelling at my husband, and my son sees it. But I, like tonight, I just couldn't stop myself, and I, something, I had to take care of myself no matter what. I, I just don't know where to start. I mean, I I know about the infusion, and I I already put my herbs out for tomorrow in my quart-sized mason jar and stuff. But actually, I should do it tonight so I can drink it first thing tomorrow. Correct. I do think of it.
0: Do it right. Yeah. right. Do it now. Do it as soon as you hang up. That would be absolutely perfect. Okay. Here's where we start. There's several good starting points, but here's where we start. No good comes of your hating yourself.
1: Hmm.
0: You are more to yell at your husband and son by hating yourself for doing it.
1: Hmm.
0: It will not improve your behavior to hate yourself. So I would like you to not hate yourself. Would you be willing to let that go?
6: Yeah. Yeah, now the way that you put it, I I probably I'm not doing myself or my family any favors.
0: Exactly. Yes, I'm right. It's like you yelled at them and now you're going to compound it. Right. No, you yelled at them, just let that be. Um, it's okay. In nature, when something is upset or threatened, it will make a threat gesture back. And that's the end of it.
1: Hmm.
0: Let it be the end of it. You did what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. Do you respect them enough to think that they can get over it?
6: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's much better Because than hating you yourself
0: also really infantilizes them, doesn't it?
6: Yeah, right.
0: It takes away their self-worth and their self-value and their self-ability so let's drop that and just let it be I yelled at my husband and my sons it's okay Okay. you're not making a regular habit of it the next starting place is there is no such thing as overwhelmed Hmm. you cannot be overwhelmed In fact, I find that for some people, overwhelmed is a way of saying depressed.
6: Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Because ideally, we wake up with so many things that we want to do, we hardly know where to start.
6: Exactly. And what is
0: the light? And to meet the day with such laughter and say, oh, which of the fabulous things I can do today am I going to do first? But overwhelmed is, oh, no, I have all these things to do. Oh, I'm so overwhelmed, I won't do any of them. (sighs) Or I will, but I'll feel overwhelmed so I won't get any joy from it. So, again, where is overwhelmed taking us? Is it taking us to the place we want to be? No, yeah. Mm. Long ago, I threw the word overwhelmed out of my vocabulary. Sorry, don't use that word.
1: Hmm.
0: There are times when I have a lot of stuff on my plate, and I need to prioritize. But really, that's all it's about is prioritizing, isn't it?
6: Yeah, that's that's funny you mentioned that word because I was just texting a friend earlier this evening that I feel like, you know, because I also get, you know, my husband needs something, my friend needs something, my son needs something, you know, everybody needs something, my neighbor needs something, everybody needs something, and I just keep pouring it out. But then the stuff I have to do, you know, for my work, whether no matter what the nature of the work is, it doesn't get done, and then I feel...
0: Anytime you are pouring something out... You are not giving. Giving is only from overflow. When you yourself are so full that things flow out of you, then and only then can you give. This is a nasty way that we are taught to give which is to give in a way that has to cause resentment. It's not fair to anybody. We're taught that. You're not alone. Almost everybody does this. It's not something you made up. It's not some aberration on your part. There's nothing wrong with you. Codependent behavior that we are all very carefully taught. And the way out of codependent behavior is to understand, fill yourself. When you are filled to overflowing, then everybody around you is going to get what they need.
6: Hmm. So how do you do that?
0: Put yourself first. Prioritize yourself.
1: Hmm.
0: Because what you're doing is causing resentment, and resentment hurts you. One of the people that I really look up to and that I hold as a mentor, although I never met her, she was dead before I knew about her, is a woman named Peace Pilgrim. And I wrote in calligraphy this quote from Peace Pilgrim and posted it where I could read it every day of my life. I do my work easily and joyously. I feel beauty all around me, and I see beauty in everyone I meet, for I see light in everything. I recognize my oneness with all. I recognize my part in life's pattern. My happiness overflows in loving and giving toward everyone and everything. Peace, Bill Isn't that who we'd like to receive from? Yeah. We don't want a gift that somebody says, oh, well, here you go, but I'm really like fried. (laughs) We don't want a gift that has a string on it that says, yeah, I'm taking care of you and I don't want to be taking care of you and you're going to have to take care of me when you don't want to take care of me. Bad news for everybody, right? I'm not saying that it's easy to put yourself first because everybody else is involved in this codependent stuff. So they're all going to keep on doing it. I'm not naive to the difficulty of making real what we're talking about here. How old are you right now? Uh 45. Mhm. Do you have my book New Menopausal Years?
6: Um no, but I've thought about getting it actually. It's funny.
0: Yeah. Well, you need that book. Okay. If I may say so myself. Sure. Not the least of which is because the first ritual in there is about Crohn's time away, and it talks about how you gather your family and your friends together, and you say, I love you. I love taking care of you. I love making your lives beautiful and fulfilling and nourishing, and guess what? I'm not going to be doing it for a while. You are at the point in your life where it is now critical for you to take care of yourself. It's good for all of us, any age, to fill that reservoir of happiness so that our happiness overflows in loving and giving toward everyone and everything. But by the mid-40s, If a woman does not stop and take the time for herself to fill her well of happiness, it becomes harder. The patterns become more ingrained. So you've picked a really good time. Hmm. Are you still there?
6: Yeah, I'm still there. I'm I'm just processing and taking yeah, some notes. I'm thinking
0: about my friend Sia, and Sia got the garden of her dreams, and then she realized that the garden of her dreams was far too big, that her dream was far, too, far bigger than her life, and she invited me and the apprentices to come over and work with her in her garden. And one day we were there, and she said to me, well, and she named her husband, she said, and I are getting a divorce, and I looked at her and I said, what? I said, you've all been together for what? A decade. She said, yeah. She said, but, um, you know, last night, um, he had a client over. He sold, you know, strange art. Uh, I like art. I like a lot of art, but this was, I, I don't even know how to describe it.
1: Mm.
0: And um, she said he had a client over, and, and they were talking about some piece of art, and I said something disparaging about it. And then, you know, after the client had, go- had gone, he said to me, Sia, you can't do that. This is our living. And I said, you know what, honey? I think you need a younger wife because I'm not able to lie anymore,
1: mm.
6: wow it's amazing, yeah, well, thanks I will uh. I'll try to figure out how to do that.
0: The difference I mean, I between you now, now at 45 and you at 50? Pardon me? The difference between you now at 45 and the you you will be at 50 years old? I have no clue. Is about the same as the difference between you when you were 10 and the difference when you were 15? Hmm. Was there a difference?
6: Sure, Yeah.
0: Could the 10 year old have imagined?
6: No. I mean, you don't have to imagine. Yeah. It
0: just happens.
6: Mm.
0: Make room for it.
6: Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, you are drinking your nourishing herbal infusions. Just start drinking your nourishing herbal infusions again. And. Yeah all of them rotate through them nettle one night oat straw the next night red clover linden comfrey leaf each and every one of them has something special and unique to give i know it's easy just to get stuck on nettle i understand but right. rotate through them
1: yeah
6: be polyamorous so every night, not every week. be
0: okay. polyamorous with your infusions and hey when your beloveds are sick Give them nourishing herbal infusion, too. Don't use it as an excuse to not make nourishing herbal infusion. Use it right. as an excuse yeah. to make three
7: times
6: more nourishing herbal it's, infusion. it's the stupidest thing. I know, because it's so easy. It's but, not stupid. Uh,
0: excuse me, I thought we were not going to hate ourselves.
6: Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. It's <laughs>
0: not, it's, you just haven't yet trained yourself to think of it that way.
6: Yes, that's a good point. hmm
0: And so you're in the process of training yourself to say, hey, the first thing to do when things are falling apart is make more nourishing herbal infusion. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The reason they're called practices is that we have them when things are going crazy. Hmm. Things are going crazy. I still do an hour and a half of yoga every Wednesday night. Mm. Things are getting totally out of hand. I'm still going to the gym with my friend. We have practices. If you do not have a meditation practice or a Tai Chi practice or a yoga practice or some mm. practice, this is a wake-up call To find a practice that you can sustain for the rest of your life. That will be a practice that gets you through those rough places every life has. To be a daily practice. I've been practicing yoga Wednesday night for an hour and a half. For 54 years.
6: Wow, that's amazing.
0: I have seen a lot of people come to yoga, practice every day for two years and then drop it. Who's getting the benefit? They because they practiced every day for two years or me because I practiced every week for fifty four years. Hmm. Mhm.
6: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I know. I can do at least once a week. I just started actually at Tai Chi it's just for six weeks, but I, I want to keep going. Um, you know, I just have to find the right place. But, um, yeah, thank you for all that. I really appreciate it. Um,
0: and be clear when you're going to your Tai Chi class that you're doing it for you. You're doing it to fill your well of happiness. Yeah. You'll know when it's full. Don't start giving until it's full. You'll know. And yeah. it will overflow
6: in yeah, loving so and giving
0: wise. to everyone and everything. We promise you.
6: Well, thank you so much. I really Green appreciate blessing. It. You too. Thanks.
3: The next color is coming from the 413 area code.
8: Hello? Hello? Hi hi thank you so much for taking my call um i'm calling because i get migraines and i've been getting them for 15 years and i get them around the time i start bleeding each month and i get nausea and um, pretty extreme um light sensitivity with it and um, the only times i didn't Migraines was when I was pregnant, and then 14 months postpartum when I didn't have a period. Um, I've tried some things over the years that haven't worked at all, like Vitax and Feverfew. Um,
0: tell me how you use. Tell me how you use the Feverfew.
8: The Feverfew was eating a leaf every day. Um, okay. I lasted. I lasted about 40 days, and then I just couldn't do it anymore. Now it's just disgusting. It's so strong.
0: I thought, wow,
8: golly gee, I
0: would have to have like really, really bad headaches to even do this two days in a row.
8: Yeah, and the idea of doing that for the rest of my life to not get migraines is just, whew. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
0: And the the Vitex, how did you take the Vitex?
8: The Vitex, um, I'm trying to remember, it was probably 10 years ago, and a friend of mine who studied herbalism instructed me, I believe I boiled Like, I simmered the Vitex berries for a certain amount of time, and it made this really concentrated, again, (laughs) foul-tasting liquid. And um, I drank, I think, a table. I took, like, a tablespoon of that every night. Well,
0: I got a pretty strong hit on Vitex. Okay. Being something that wouldn't help. Okay. So I'm not surprised. If it were going to help, I would think it would be tincture rather than a decoction. Um, Simply because the active part of the Vitex is very soluble in alcohol and not very soluble in water, which is why you had you boil it for a long time. And the tincture tastes a lot, lot better than the decoction. But basically what you're saying is that when there's a lot of progesterone in your body, you find that you're free of migraines. Yes. So we want to ask ourselves, how could we up the amount of progesterone in your body? And the most direct way to do that is to either take birth control pills or to have a progesterone-coated IUD inserted. Okay. Many people think I should be against birth control as being somehow unnatural, especially birth control pills and IUDs. However, my understanding of what's natural for women is that it's pretty natural for a woman to be pregnant from the ages of 15 to 50 with few or no menstrual cycles in between. So if you were that natural woman, you wouldn't have ever had a migraine because you could have gotten pregnant at 15 and you would have been pregnant or lactating right up until you came to menopause.
8: Yeah, I've heard you you your take on this before, and yeah. it's completely changed the way I think about the pill. It's fascinating. Yeah.
0: So, since your body clearly thrives when you're pregnant, and it, I'm not going to ask you to be pregnant again, I ha- actually had a chiropractor say to me, "Oh, you know, your coccyx is broken. The we can't do anything about that, but if you got pregnant and gave birth to a baby, it would probably straighten it out." <laughs> oh gosh. And I thought, oh yeah, thanks.
8: yeah and i'll tell you i'll tell you that i had one pregnancy and it resulted in twins so there's no way
0: (laughs) no way that's it you're done i have
8: any desire to do that again
0: yeah exactly so you know uh, the progesterone coated IUDs are pretty good the women that i know that have them are very 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 happy with them okay so look into it, see, you know, if it's a, a match for you, um, since you don't actually know for sure that it will get rid of your migraines. You might want to see if birth control pills are similar enough that you could try that to see if it allays your migraines. And if it does, then, then to consider whether or not you want the IUD, which is Placed and is good for five years. Okay. So in other words, you wouldn't have to take a pill every day.
8: Okay. And I'm 41, so I probably wouldn't have to have those IUDs for too many years.
0: Exactly. Especially if we assume, and why not, that your migraines will go away at menopause. Okay. Because we're not using it as birth control. We're using it as... Migraine control. Right. right. Like you've established that when your body is progesterone-rich, when you're pregnant and lactating, that you don't have migraines. So now what we're saying is, okay, how do we get you to be progesterone-rich without being pregnant? And because we know how to make progesterone, we have several choices. Right. The choice I wouldn't go with, but some women do, is um, a rod of progesterone inserted under your skin.
8: Yeah, that doesn't sound like me. Right. Okay. Well, I will start researching in that direction then. And I am
0: so, so... I don't even know, you know how to express uh, my regret that you have to deal with migraines. They are so debilitating. There is so little that we know about migraines. Um, they have just approved a massive drug. I had an apprentice who took methadone twice a day to prevent her constant
8: migraine. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've met people who get them... Like a few a week, and I couldn't imagine. I get them once a month, and it's horrible.
0: Horrible, yeah. So yeah. I I really hear you, and I know how difficult the situation is.
8: Yeah. Well, thank you.
0: You're welcome. Dream blessings. Good night. Good night.
3: The next caller is coming from the nine two zero area code. Hi, Susan. Hi, Susan.
0: Hello.
7: I have three quick questions for you. The first one is about dried shepherd's purse. I have a bag of cut and sifted shepherd's purse, and I'm wondering if that would make a useful tincture. I know I've heard you talk about using uh, fresh herbs, so I don't want to waste the vodka if it's not going to be of any benefit, but I'm wondering if you ever use dried
0: shepherd's purse. Since I've never worked specifically as a midwife, I don't have as much firsthand experience, but I will tell you, secondhand experience is that the midwives that I know not only demand a shepherd's purse tincture made from the fresh shepherd's purse, they don't want their tincture to be more than one year old. Okay. They want it made from fresh plant okay. material, fresh every year. I see. For their birth okay, because it's that Great important to remedy. We're talking literally about a woman bleeding to death or not.
7: Yes. Okay. Great to know, and that makes sense. Yeah. My second question is about gumweed. I've heard uh, a herbalist speak recently about gumweed and its benefits for breathing issues. And I've gumweed, to is that of greenvillia? Podcasts. Yes. It is. Mm -hmm. And I've listened to many of your podcasts, and I've never heard you speak about it. So I'm wondering what your experience is with
0: it. Grandelia does not grow in the east. Okay. It's It's a plant pretty much of the west coast. So medicinal plants of the Pacific west by Michael Moore. Well, for sure, tell us a lot about Grindelia. I love this book. I love Michael Moore. We miss you, Michael. D E F G. Golden thread. Grindelia. One thirty-three. One seventy-one. Two twenty-one. Two eighty-eight and two ninety-eight. Let's go to the first one. 130, 3 Mm-hmm. Uh huh. It looks like he doesn't talk directly about it. Grind up grindelia for poulticing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Grindelia flowers. That sounds interesting. So ha- you've been told that it's useful to help the respiratory system.
9: Yes,
7: as a tincture. But I again I've never heard you speak about it and uh, I mean that makes sense if you know, it's just not around to
0: too that you use to stimulate mucus secretion in the respiratory tract. Grindilia can be used. Okay, so that's a little more specific. Okay. The aromatics and Grindelia, certainly an aromatic, have been shown to limit replication or shedding of viruses, and they seem to shorten the duration of viral infections and limit the surface area of mucous membranes that become infected. Hmm. So there's another way that can be of benefit in the respiratory tissues. Okay. And now he's talking about... Oh, I should have read this before I went out to, uh, west. Redwood. Ha, 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 ha. Redwoods. Standard infusion. The tea is an elegant-tasting remedy for the recuperative stage of lung infection. This is redwood. When the mucus is slow to loosen and you cough your brains out in the morning. Redwood tea introduces aromatics into the bloodstream, which are then excreted as waste gases by the lungs. This then disinfects the mucous membranes of the lungs and the passive air in the lungs themselves and stimulates secretion by the membranes that will help soften the mucus. add some grindelia to increase expectorations. Okay. Okay, so it's an expectorant. Sounds like it is going to be an expectorant, it's going to loosen up mucus, it's somewhat aromatic, so it's going to have that kind of virus-limiting effect, okay. and he's mixing it in with lots of other stuff. He doesn't have it as a direct entry itself, notice, right?
7: I see, right, Right. right,
0: he's he's it's, mixing it. He's saying, you know, well,
7: yeah. you know,
0: use it with this, or use it with that, or use it with this other thing. Okay. Okay. Now, on page two eighty-eight, that's why right, there's all those different. It might seem weird to mix a membrane dryer with a membrane moistener, but you can add grandilia to yerba santa. That means you will increase the fluid secretion. From the tissues with the grindelia, while yerbasanta squeezes the sponge, as it were. Mm. Interesting. So,
7: yeah. So yeah. mullein. I mean, we've got lots of mullein around by us. Mullein would be, to me, a, a, a more local and, and better choice, or just as effective for breathing oh, issues.
0: Absolutely, grindelia, okay. widespread from the Alaskan Panhandle to northern Baja. Use the upper flowering branches, fresh plant tincture, or standard infusion. For any bronchial condition with thick, viscous mucus, difficult expectoration, asthma asthma with tachycardia, use the fresh plant tincture against poison oak, poison ivy. Thank you, Michael Moore. Mm -hmm. We miss you, Michael. So, yes, my, um, I take it that you don't live where Gringelia grows either.
7: No, no, I've never heard of it, actually. And But <laughs> I heard this herbal speaker speaking about it, and I wanted to get your take on it,
0: too. Well, there you go. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then
7: the, my last question is um, my adult daughter is planning to get her tonsils out. And she was thinking that comfrey infusion would be a beneficial choice for after her surgery, and I think it would be too. I'm just wanting to double-check that with you and what else you might think would help uh, to have a speedy recovery.
0: One of the things that we are starting to find, especially with surgery, is that prehabilitation is more effective than rehabilitation. Okay. So she should start drinking comfrey now. Okay. Don't wait until afterwards. Yes, she can drink it afterwards, but start drinking it now. And does that mean she's not drinking the other herbs?
7: Well, um, she has tried them. but I mean, she specifically brought up the comfrey and whether, you know, that would be a great one to have.
0: so. So we're talking about surgery. Yeah. We're talking about surgery with a general anesthesia. Yeah. She needs all of the nourishing herbal infusions. Okay. Okay. And she needs to be drinking them as long before the surgery as she can start. Okay. Because that anesthesia is going to rob her body of minerals. Okay. And she can check this out. There's even, you know, specific lists of which minerals the anesthesia takes out of your body. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. And what I say is the healthier you are going into any surgery, the better you will heal. Doesn't that make sense? Exactly. Yes, it does. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm calling integrated medicine. Okay. Integrative medicine is here's your comfrey now that we've done the surgery. Well, yeah, that's sure. integrated, but I want something better. I want integrated. That makes
7: sense.
0: I want a healthy person being operated on. I don't want to wait and heal them afterwards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's what I would say is see to it that, her, that she has a good diet of good cooked foods, enough protein, right? and that she's drinking her nourishing herbal infusions. So she may not like the taste of them. I say to someone who doesn't like the taste of them, try it very cold. Try it over mm-hmm. ice mm-hmm. Right. and see if that makes it better for you. If it doesn't, yes. try it hot with a spoonful of honey in it. Mm-hmm. Nettle, for instance, right. is stunningly good hot with a spoonful of miso.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that,
9: right?
0: If... Become free, or the red clover, or whatever is a little astringent or tastes a little bitter to you, add a tiny pinch of some kind of mint that you like. Mm-hmm. If push comes to shove, drink your infusion mix half and half with some kind of fruit juice. Okay. It doesn't have to be a torture. Find a way to drink it. Sure. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Great.
7: Yes. <laughs> thank you very, very much. Appreciate all of your wisdom.
0: Green blessings. Good night. Bye
7: bye.
3: Okay. The next caller is coming from the seven two four area code.
10: Ben, thank you so much for taking my call. Taking
0: my call. You're welcome. What's up tonight?
10: Hi, I've been having an issue with, um, a hemorrhoid that will not go away since, uh, probably June. Um, I've tried, I I do some nettle infusions, not every day. Um, and I've been doing a lot of Epsom salt baths. I've tried some, um, hemorrhoid treatment from Whole Foods. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of frustrated and, uh, looking for for your advice on on how I can uh, solve this issue.
0: Well, there's a couple of possible things that you may have already done that could be useful. The first thing is to eliminate from your diet any pepper or anything spicy. So that would mean no curry, no barbecue, no pepper in your food,
10: Okay, being that I'm a chef that that will be challenging, but I can do that Mhm, mhm. Pepper
0: increases blood flow to the hemorrhoid, okay, and inflames the entire digestive tract. If you were to put, put a little dope, pepper on uh... the tip of your tongue, how would you describe the sensation? tingly. Not hot?
10: Well, like a chili pepper, yeah. I was thinking more of black pepper.
11: Well, black pepper's hot, too.
10: Right. It is. And, does this apply and for, that's um, exactly how your health? hemorrhoid feels. Gotcha.
0: Have you ever heard that nasty thing they used to do, which was called salting a wound? Yes. And it wasn't just to be nasty because, of course, it disinfected it, but that's what you're kind of – you're peppering your hemorrhoid. Okay. Ooh, ouch. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Meanwhile, witch hazel is a wonderful astringent, and it can be used to help astringe or contract the tissues. A hemorrhoid is a vein with a bulge.
10: And how would you – I've tried witch hazel. Um, it's and the in one what I way have,
0: have you tried it?
10: Like from the drugstore? Yeah, uh, well, I ordered it on Amazon, and it's, it's fairly thin. Um, so how would you recommend applying that?
0: So you got witch hazel bark. Uh,
10: I suppose it's a liquid. Um, came in okay, a you bottle. get
0: witch hazel liquid. That's what I'm trying to find out. Witch hazel Mm -hmm. is available in two vastly different forms. Okay. And I guess I just couldn't imagine that anybody would order online something you could get in any drugstore in the United States, which is a bottle of witch hazel. Okay. I mean, any drugstore has a bottle of witch hazel. I certainly would just like to put out a plea here that ordering things online means that a lot – is paid for transportation, and a lot of fossil fuel is used. Understood. And I can certainly see that when it's something difficult to get. I have certain things, you know, 100% cotton unfolded diapers, which I use instead of cheesecloths. I can only get them online. No, mm-hmm. so, But, witch hazel? Right? Which hazel? Well, you can go to the drugstore and get it for 99 cents. <laughs> Okay. Fine. <laughs> so it didn't occur to me that you would have ordered it online. So the witch hazel that you got, not at the drugstore, is an extract of witch hazel, and you can use that on a cotton ball or toilet paper to apply as a compressor. Soak a washcloth or a thin flannel with that and apply that as a compress For people with protruding itching, bleeding hemorrhoids that often will not be enough. So there are veins serving the rectum, which is synonymous with erect. It's the up and down part of the colon, as well as the anus, which is the opening at the bottom of the rectum. There are veins there, and that vein can get a bulge inside the rectum in between the sphincters of the anus. There are two different sphincters. Or it can get a bulge that pushes it outside. Yeah, Usually the right. ones that are inside can be as problematic as the ones that are outside, but they're a little harder to get to, and just applying witch hazel may not do it. So you can also actually buy the bark of the witch hazel tree, which is a dried herb, and measure out four ounces, and put that into one gallon of boiling water. You can then turn the fire off after you've stirred the witch hazel in, put a lid on it, and let it sit overnight. You now have a witch hazel sits bath, which you can can reuse as many times as you want to. And what you'll do is pour it into something you can sit in. You don't have to get your feet in there. You just have to get the place where the hemorrhoid is in there, right?
10: (laughs) Right. And how long do you recommend? So those
0: um, plastic rectangular dish pans that they sell, Mm -hmm. those are pretty good for sitz baths. Okay. Right, because you can sit – most people can sit sits their butts down in it and it's n- it's got a high enough edge that you don't spill stuff <coughs> excuse me all over and you may not need to use the whole gallon at once but you'll be losing some of it each time so you might as well make the whole gallon you can sit for as short as 5 minutes or for as long as you're comfortable sitting in it it won't hurt you to sit there longer
10: okay great
0: yeah And it's a very strong astringent and will often eliminate bleeding and pain. If for some reason you can't get the witch hazel, oak bark is also a very powerful astringent and is used in the same way. Now, when we're talking about witch hazel bark, we're using one of those Herbalist secret language things. I have had more than one person ask me how to get the dropper full, so that I realize that's one of those herbalist things we talk about a dropper full. Well, the dropper is not full; it's half full. That's a dropper full. And the that's same right. thing is not really bark; it's inner bark, except in the case of oak, and then it really is bark. Like you can literally go to somebody's wood pile. And pick up the oak bark and take it home and make this brew out of it. Okay, great. Yeah, and oak bark and- has other qualities as well. So if it's easier for you than the witch hazel, it's it's not a second choice. It's a good first choice too.
10: All right. And if if that doesn't make it go away, is it ever? something you would want to see a doctor about? I mean, I've read sometimes they need to be surgically removed, but I I wanted to get your advice on that.
0: If you go to see a surgeon, they will definitely suggest that you have it surgically removed. Okay. If that's the best choice for you, then I am not against surgery. I don't know if it's the best choice. Okay. I don't know enough about you or the circumstances or what's going on. Mhm. But definitely give these things a try and see what happens.
10: Okay, i understand,
0: so- I understand that you're on your feet a lot.
10: Yes. Yes. Pretty much. You know, twelve, fourteen hours a day.
0: Mhm. Mhm. But that doesn't mean I hope. That you don't have access to a toilet when you need it.
10: No, I do. I do.
0: Okay. And I know that you take good care of your legs and your feet and that your shoes are are good and that you um, are keeping your knees flexed and that because you are demanding of your body in that way that you are getting regular massages.
10: I definitely could use more massages.
0: Yeah. It's not a treat. It's a necessity for you.
10: Okay, great. Well, I'll definitely look into that as well. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Yeah. And would you call back in a month and let us know what your hemorrhoid is doing? Absolutely. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so (laughs) much for calling and sharing with us.
10: All right. Have a nice day.
0: You too. Good night.
10: Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. It
3: looks like we have about four callers left with questions.
1: In 15 minutes. And oh, my
3: gosh. Right. Let's see how fast I can be. Okay. The next caller is coming from the 802 area code. Hi. I'm um, excited to be on the call. Thank you very much. I'm very,
12: very new to you and your... Um, uh, philosophies and stuff, and I, I'm very um, intrigued by them. I recently was, um, actually, I'm on day 17 um, of an antibiotic for Lyme, and that has perpetuated me to um, seek um, help. And I love the simplicity of your um, infusions, um, and I'm wondering where I can either look on your website for you talking about Lyme or anything that might help, or can you reiterate it um, for me? Because this is like day three that I've been re- doing it, and I'm on. Um, I'm also curious about how can, can I'm doing your infusions, and I'm on my third one. Is it okay to drink them all? I don't. I drink a lot of water, and I don't mind drinking these. Like, it, can you drink too many in a day?
0: You can drink too much water easily. Oh,
12: right. No, I mean your infusions. Like, I I've already had the stinging nettle, the whole whole quart. I had the oat straw. The what I'm court. saying
0: is that if you're used to drinking a lot, uh huh, you might want to slow down. Yeah, I don't Do you live really in the drink desert? a
12: lot of. Uh, no, no, i Live in
0: Colorado in the high mountains.
12: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> then you are doing no, yourself per- a grave disservice by drinking more than five or six cups of liquid a day. Okay.
7: But so, but
12: I've noticed that leaves that you a quart it, of
0: infusion, a cup of tea, and a cup of juice, right?
12: Um.
0: No water. Well, I, I like would never drink water.
12: Right. No. I now that I've found you and your infusions, I am I'm done with water.
0: <laughs> Goodbye, water.
12: Much, yeah. But I, a I, lot of I, people
0: I, have been sucked into the idea that they should drink eight eight ounce glasses of water a day. Yes. Should, y- yes there was.
12: See, when I I was drinking that. it with lemon to try to um to I was drinking it with lemon to try to neutralize or uh, um. Do
0: whatever Get lemon does. In there, exactly. Or still, it's way too much liquid. Okay.
12: So your actual um, body,
0: your actual bodily need, half of that need is supplied from the liquid in your food. Okay. So and because I have only four minutes for a caller.
12: Yeah.
0: Let me tell you that there are YouTubes of me making nourishing herbal infusions. Uh-huh. There's a, a course, N- go to my website and ask about um, online courses, and there's an online video course about the nourishing herbal infusions, and um, I talk about it in all of my books, and basically, I rotate through the infusions, so a quart of nettle right, one I've... day, a quart of red clover the next day, a quart of oat straw the next day, I don't think you need more than that.
12: More than that, Okay. And do you have, I I heard from a gal that stinging nettle actually kills the lime. Do you confer with that? Should
0: Absolutely I? not.
12: Okay. Um, is there any other um, infusion I should add to the five to um, help uh, distinguish? There are a variety your...
0: of different herbal tinctures that have been used effectively for people who are dealing with lime and co-infections, but I don't know that I would use them because they're pretty strong herbs while I was taking antibiotics. Okay, good enough. Okay. Call back another week, and we can go over various things that you could use when you're done with the antibiotics.
12: All right, sounds good. Thank you so much.
0: Green blessings. Good night. Yep.
3: Bye. The next caller is coming from the 845 area code.
11: Hello. Are you there in the eight? Yes, I am. Can you hear me?
0: We can. Hi, what's up tonight?
11: Hi, Susan. Uh I wanna talk about mother war and the effects on the digestive tract, which I've called you before about problems. I've done a lot of stuff to help myself. I'm coming along. All um, right. I I uh I'm 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 fifty five. And I just had mother wart tincture for the first time yesterday. I taught my son how to make it because, of course, I sat him down five years ago and said, look it, son, I'm not going to do anything for a long while, but I'll tell you what I need. So he did that for me, and in just two days, I, I feel like a different person. Wow. I am so impressed. Nothing has impressed me as much. With the six years of grief I've been dealing with, and I felt very healthy through most of it, but the last two years have really gotten the best of me. And I'm, I'm wondering, I, I, it, I, I research it, it said it helps with digestive uh, problems, it helps with f- uh, flatulence, uh, which my, my stomach seems, my biggest complaint is, is the bloating uh, almost like, um, nine months pregnant. Sometimes it's, it's, it's very hard. Uh, one practitioner thinks I actually ripped a hole in, uh, like a hi- hiatal hernia. Is that what the one in the belly button? Yes. Okay. So anyway, what, what is, what is it with the, with the mother war? The, uh, I, I, I just, I want to just I have about two ounces right now, and I feel like I just want to drink the whole thing right now. Like it's just the more, I just keep taking more and more and feeling better and better, and I can't believe what it's done for my energy and my happiness, but my stomach is feeling really good.
0: Motherwort is certainly one of my favorite herbs. It's a member of the I mint know, family, and all of that. the mints are wonderful allies for good digestion. Yes, I know that. But there's something special about this one. There is something special about another isn't there? Oh. Oh. It's it is really I just as you say, I have seen it change people's lives. Really? Absolutely.
11: I, 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 I am in like disbelief. Uh it feels like the most beautiful day in the world. It feels like I can almost command the universe. Uh it's it's amazing.
0: I feel it's like, like almost like like my sitting own self. in your mother's lap. Yes. Yes.
11: Yeah. In fact, I feel like like warm and tingly, like you know, like yeah, like yeah. I guess how you're supposed to feel, right? Instead of oh. numb and raw and rotten, you know, right?
0: <laughs> Yay for your son making it for you.
11: Oh, I am so blessed that um, I was able to share my knowledge and. And he cared enough to want to help me. He he doesn't even take it. So it, 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 uh, is it okay for men to take it? I mean, why not, right?
0: Leonurus cardiaca, the lion-hearted. Do you think that would be of any use to men? Uh, yeah. 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 A plant that's called lion-hearted would certainly be of use to men.
11: In fact, I know he did take some, maybe for just a couple of days. So. I, mm-hmm. This is my second day, and I'm just thinking, like, wow. Um, sh- k- is it safe to just keep taking it and taking it and taking it? Uh, should I have any concerns? They
0: keep drinking mint tea. Same thing, right? Same thing.
11: Okay.
0: Your show, tonight,
11: your show tonight is so enlightening. I, every conversation has been so so much clarity and wisdom. This is my favorite show by far.
0: Oh, Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And thank
11: you, mm-hmm. thank you, Susan. So um, just keep taking it, right? I think you're, I think
0: you're doing great. And interestingly enough, what I find with motherwort is very much what you're saying. That at first people say, I, I can't get enough of it, and then suddenly they say, Gosh, I realize I haven't taken motherwort in a few days.
11: Yes. Yeah. Well, now I, my
0: my sweetheart, a man, does yeah. take it on a daily basis because because of his heart. <laughs> Family has cardiac problems, right?
11: Yeah, yeah, and I have an arrhythmia, and when I well, get stressed it out, it, it,
0: it flares up. Yeah, it's, and
11: he he, yeah.
0: he doesn't think of it as a digestive or a mood improver. I'm sure it does have those effects, but he's primarily taking it to keep his heart strong.
11: Mm-hmm. Well, if the heart is the seat of our emotions, then it's a, it's a double wow.
0: <laughs> it's it sure. really is. Certainly is.
11: Thank you. I, so I much have much a whole new respect in. for yes. everything, and thank you so much.
0: <laughs> you too. Green blessings. Good night.
3: All right. Good night. Okay. The next caller is coming from the 608 area code. <clears throat> Hello, Susan. Hi. Hi. Uh,
4: I'll make this real short. Um, I, I, it, well, this is. I'm going to start with me, and and how I've got like a lot of people in my family who seem to really need me right now. There's a a lot on my plate, and um, I have a dog who is not feeling well, and I I'm so worked up emotionally by all the turmoil around me, which doesn't seem to be emanating from me, but it just happens to be around me, that. I can't really tell whether I should take him to the vet or not, or if I should just let him sleep and see if he starts to feel better. And I'm wondering what can I do to help myself um, ground motherwort. so that I can make him. Motherwort, yes, I thought about that when this person called. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe my answer has Yeah, I think there. so.
0: I think <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. I find Motherwort okay. especially useful. For those times Mm and I am saying to myself I don't know if I can make a very good decision here because I'm feeling so emotional yeah and the motherwort really creates a clear space good good
4: hey do you know if there's any you know bad uh, I mean would it be like not useful for me if I like decided to to take a, a hit on a joint You know, this evening before bedtime, would that have any? Probably not.
0: Something that you have done before, and you know how to use that medicine. It is certainly something that can be useful. There Mm -hmm. are, of course, as many breeds of cannabis as there are of canis. So it's kind of like saying, "Should I take a dog for a walk?" Well, are we talking about a dachshund or a Saint Bernard? And where are right. we? So it's hard for yeah. me to know exactly what your experience is and what you're actually going to be using. But there is certainly cannabis that can help us think more clearly if mm-hmm. used appropriately.
4: Yeah, well, I think this is the particular kind of strain that is good for concentration. And it's not, it's not a soporific necessarily, but, yeah, you know, it does relax me. So,
0: and that is, sounds like something you need right now.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: It can be a more effective oh. help for others.
4: All right. Well, I think I might leave it at that then, and I'll, I'll make the decision about my dog's health uh, when I'm a little clearer. So thank thanks, you so much, Thanks Susan. for your
0: call. Thanks for sharing. Green blessings.
4: Green blessings. Good night.
3: All right, let's see if we can fit one more caller in. Okay. Coming from the 19 area code.
0: Hello? Hello.
11: Hi, Susan.
3: We
0: can't quite hear you. Talk up a little bit for us.
11: Hi, can you hear me now?
0: A little better.
11: Okay, sorry about that. I'll be really quick. If I made a bunch of tinctures with eighty proof vodka because, I don't know, I made a bad choice, Will they be just much weaker or can I still use them the same?
0: When we're making an infusion, we use dried herb so that the boiling water can get the constituents out of the herb. When we're using when we're making a tincture, we don't have to do that because we're using something called osmosis. There are membranes around the cells, and osmosis is the tendency of fluid to equalize on both sides of that membrane. Most plants are about 75% water. So 80-proof vodka is 40% alcohol, And 60% water. So the difference between 75 and 60 is 15, so there's going to be about 7.5 moving into the tincture. Equalize, right? Uh They want to equalize. 100 proof vodka is
1: 50%.
0: So there's a difference between 50 and 75, which is 25%. So instead of it being that the previous amount, it's now twelve and a half. So is it weaker? No, it's not as much there.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's kind of like if you recorded a symphony, but you only recorded a few of the instruments. Uh
1: huh. Would it
0: be a weaker symphony? No, it would be something different. Given that our bodies respond to placebos, it's certainly possible that these could be used as placebos depending on what the tinctures are and what kind of effects they would be having and when we would be using them. Um, if we were talking earlier on the show about shepherd's purse and how important it was to have fresh plant material and to do that on a yearly basis. So a shepherd's purse tincture made in 80-proof vodka would be useless.
3: Susan, Vanessa is waiting.
0: Okie dokie. Thank you, okay, Vanessa. I'll be done in one me. minute. But other things um, like motherwort, where we're not talking a real life and death thing, you might get some usefulness out of it. Call back again if you want to talk about this in greater detail. Green I lunch. will.
7: Thank you, Susan.
0: Hold bye. Bye. Vanessa Kuchia is regarded as a pioneer in the sex toy industry. ...for introducing her methods of using crystals for sexual healing. She's the founder and creator of chakras. She continues to receive testimonials from people all over the world. These overwhelmingly positive testimonials inspired her to write Crystal Healing and Sacred Pleasure. She established her brand in 2012, and she's been an influencer in the social movement of sex positivity, self-love and personal awareness. She sees herself as bridging the gap between sensuality and spirituality, and her products symbolize the essence of these things. She has spearheaded the ethos of the brand, which is inspiring many to nurture their own emotional, intelligent self-awareness and spiritual connection. Vanessa Cuccia cultivated her knowledge of crystals and energy while she was living in... Los Angeles, pursuing a career in music. She was working part-time at an adult store, and she fostered her education on sex positivity. She merged both principles, which sparked the idea of a sexual exploration of the use of crystals. The recognition for the potential crystals have to facilitate energy movement inspired her. Her work has been a fixture in the Hammer Museum. The Museum of Sex featured in magazines including Elle Allure, Cosmopolitan, and she's been on BuzzFeed and Vice in shows such as The Doctor and Conan. She's received the attention of many notable artists who have collaborated with her, bringing to light different aspects of the profound message that Chakrub's inspires. As a certified crystal healer and Reiki practitioner, Kucha continues to pursue knowledge of crystals and metaphysical modes of healing to help those who have experienced sexual trauma or simply wish to deepen pleasure and connection to self, spirit, and others. Kuchia is still a musician, and her knowledge of energy is in her performances. Welcome to the show.
9: Thank you so much for having me.
0: What are chakrabs?
9: Chakras. <laughs> Well, um, chakras are a sex toy basically made out of crystal, um, and they so,
0: – I, <laughs> I just have to stop you for one tiny, tiny little Ch- moment here. One of my dear friends actually studies Sanskrit,
9: mm-hmm.
0: and she is most annoyed at anyone who says it's <laughs> chakra. It's not Ch- chakra. It's Ch- chakra.
9: Chakra chakra, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, and so it's um, not chakrab, It's chakra. Chakra. Yes. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Definitely the proper way to say it. Though it's you know, it's about
0: the sound and the vibration being the energy, right? So if we change it, we just change the whole thing.
9: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And you know, there's the so chakra is. A chakra is a tool for self pleasure made out of crystal.
0: Are you going to be more specific about this tool?
9: <laughs> well, um, it's interesting that you um, are talking about words and their meaning and their sound um, because typically when I talk about, uh, about it and somebody needs to, to really understand what it is, they'll say, this is a dildo, and I'll say, no. <laughs> it's actually more than that, though that sometimes helps people understand the use of it. Um, but it encompasses a lot more because it's made out of crystal and, and because it has a lot of intention behind it. Uh, the, the word, the title chakras is, is encompassing of that meaning. It's not just a dildo. <laughs> it's, it's a tool for self discovery and self pleasure and awareness
0: And when you say it's made out of crystal, do you mean that it's ground crystal that's then poured in some kind of form?
9: No, um, it's just crystal. Um, It's a polished crystal um, that starts from a large chunk that we call the mother stone, and then it's carved and polished into a shape that is um, pleasurable.
0: And I take it that there are many of them, many different shapes.
9: Yeah, there's different shapes. It started with one shape, the original shape, um, that was designed years ago um, when I moved up to Santa Cruz and was living in a house. And I met a group of amazing women that became friends and they really inspired a lot of the uh, the philosophies behind chakras and they um, helped design it and helped um, think about what, what crystals to use and and why this was something that was wanted by not just me for my personal exploration, but for others as well.
0: So when you say different crystals, could you be a little clearer about that for people who don't, have any idea that there's anything other than quartz crystal?
9: Sure. There's many different types of, of crystals. Um, so there is quartz and we have a few quartz varieties. There's rose quartz, clear quartz, there's amethyst. Each one is a different color and has a different metaphysical, um, metaphysical use. Um, so for example, rose quartz is, known as a stone of love, so we use that one when we're wanting to experience love, wanting to connect with that part of who we are. Amethyst comes from a word. Do you know
0: that 100 years ago, pink was considered the color of war?
9: The color of war?
0: Yes, and baby boys were dressed in pink to make them more warlike.
9: Yes, and little girls blue, right? It was considered more feminine. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Blue is a much more feminine color. <laughs>
9: So interesting, yeah. So let's be aware
0: that when we are talking about this, that this is pure projection. This has nothing to do with the crystals themselves. This is our projection onto them.
9: We give everything on Earth our own human understanding of it, and that's something that I go into in my book, Crystal Healing and Sacred Pleasure. When I talk about Mm -hmm. crystals and, and how they work, it's a lot about how we communicate with our subconscious uh, understanding of of symbols. So if we're sim- if we see rose quartz as a symbol for love, every time that we work with that stone, we are just um, deepening our own projection, like you're saying, of that. So it doesn't make it any less uh, real. It's just that that is what we're focusing our intention on.
0: Exactly. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautifully said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, and then. Besides rose quartz and amethyst, which is purple quartz, and clear quartz, um, there are other crystals?
9: Mm-hmm. So one is obsidian, which is a type of volcanic glass, and that one we associate with getting to, getting to know and love shadow aspects of who we are. So obsidian is a black crystal, and it's very reflective, so you can actually see yourself in it, so that would symbolize seeing parts of yourself that maybe you've shamed um and a lot of the time because this is used in a in a sexual way it's what you have shamed about your own relationship to sexuality so when we work with obsidian it's a lot about getting to know and and not judging ourselves for how we feel about sex and enjoying sex and things like that. So it's a very different feeling than you would have from working with something like Rose Quartz, which, which has that other meaning.
0: Right. That meaning of I'm using this now for self love. Whereas if I pick up the obsidian, I'm now going to focus on looking at parts of myself that I may have cast aside
9: Exactly. A lot of people see obsidian as actually being a negative energy stone. But the, but the reason that that is is because it's just showing you things that you may not have um, made friends with about yourself. So things that you may not like are suddenly becoming in your awareness. And that's a really difficult kind of process. But once you do that and you make friends with these parts of yourself who you've denied – you're able to love yourself more as a whole, so it is—it is about love as well, but it's a different, um, it's like a different path or just a different aspect of it.
0: Carl Jung famously said, "Enlightenment is not about envisioning figures of light, but in making your own darkness visible."
9: Yep, I love it. <laughs>
0: So that's exactly what that obsidian can help us do. So would you consider something like turquoise a crystal?
9: Um, Yes. Um, I think there's like a blanket term for crystal, though some things might be considered gemstones or stones. Um, But you can – there's no reason why I think you can't call it a crystal.
0: (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that's – I I was – I have heard that as well, that the term yeah. crystal doesn't have to just um, be specifically things that form a crystalline shape.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So do you, do you have uh, chakrabs of turquoise or other what are frequently called semi precious or precious stones? How about a ruby chakra? <laughs>
9: No, um, so like I said earlier, we um, we carve everything from a mother stone, so it's actually a really large chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and something like turquoise or ruby is nearly impossible to source in a large enough piece um, to be carved down into the shape of a chakra. And um, everything with chakras is also um, heavily researched to make sure that it's safe for internal use. So even something like selenite, which is a uh, is on the Mohs scale of hardness only at two. So shock rubs are at four or higher. Mm-hmm. Like selenite is too soft. You can so rub you them. Get it more if, yeah. <laughs> if you get so that you wet. Rub. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> and I, I would imagine that the shock rubs are... Um, between the size of my largest finger and my smallest finger in terms of diameter, and perhaps um, as big as my longest finger or longer.
9: But perhaps they're like bigger that. or shorter. <laughs> or. There, um, the original design is seven inches in length, and it goes from about uh, one inch diameter to uh, one and three quarters. So it's smaller on one end, and it gets larger on the other.
0: Seven inches. That <laughs> yes. certainly gives you a good handhold.
9: Yes, it does.
0: <laughs> My um, favorite is was sold as a massage done. The what? My favorite was sold as a massage stone, and I put it to my mm-hmm. own uses. It's four and a half inches long. Mm-hmm. It's um, curved at both ends and ever so slightly larger at one end than the other and a little bit thicker than my thumb.
9: And you use that for personal pleasure use? Like Absolutely. internal or? Mm.
0: Absolutely. Great. And those have been available for decades as massage, mm-hmm. and they're just the right size because I don't want <laughs> to have strange. to hold on to it.
9: Um, so the thing that, that's beautiful and that's wonderful. So the thing I have with, a shorter one with, that
0: I definitely don't have to hold on to, which is just <laughs> a little thicker a sh- but not shorter.
9: So the thing that I like to just note um, is that something sold as a massage stone because crystals can, well, are, they're thousands of years old. Um, Chakras are made specifically for this purpose. So when you purchase one of our products, you know that they've never been previously owned, which is an important element of, sexual health and, and also the energy, you know, the energy that goes along with it. Um, of course, people have been using crystals for self-pleasure forever. I think the earliest stone dildo was discovered to be like <laughs> super, super, uh, super old. So this is not a new concept by any means. However, it wasn't a really recognized material in the sex toy industry. Um, until we developed it and made it this is what it's for and this is safe and this is what it was created for
0: move over (laughs) silicon exactly (laughs) 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 and people say oh
8: isn't it cold i'm like yeah well it's
0: cold at first but then you know what it heats up fast
9: exactly and you could always run it under under some warm tap water to heat it up and and some people actually really like the cold as well. So there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. You're just exploring new sensations. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so um, this has opened you up to collaborating with a lot of people. What was your favorite collaboration?
9: My favorite Um, was recently we developed a new line called The Forest Line which is using now wood and so wood has been a material recognized by the sex toy industry for a very long time Um, but I actually um, I met this woman named Cara Piazza and she does natural dyes with um, botanicals and so what we did was we actually dyed the wood with these natural essences of these botanicals and, and flowers and was able to get these really beautiful colors and just became really beautiful art pieces. And then I partnered with Knob Essence, who is uh, the leading wood toy manufacturer, and they coat everything to make it completely body safe and non-porous and very soft I, because <laughs> yes. I know
0: that in dyeing with a plant dyes, when you're using fiber, you have to use some pretty strong mordants, ammonia, mm. urea, stuff that I would not want <clears throat> in my... <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> well,
9: right, which, yeah, <laughs> her process is um, very, you know, natural and everything, but of course... Ammonia and urea is natural. are natural.
0: used to have a big, you know, uh, thing outside most colonial houses where the men peed so that the women would have urea <laughs> to mordant the dyes into the wool nothing unnatural oh about ammonia or urea
9: no of course of course not but um, but they do yeah I would I'll um, send you some photos of her process it's actually so beautiful I think you would appreciate it she has like these big vats of of these colors that she she dyes everything with or creates bundles um, with the wood um, of flowers and the process itself is so is is so pretty and um, but yeah so Definitely, we, we get everything coated to make sure that it's um, safe, body safe, and really smooth to touch. And it just came out so perfectly, and uh, we didn't even know if it would work, <laughs> and it <laughs> ended up working. <laughs> so
0: that's the forest line, and that's made of wood. So the shadow line is made of ghosts?
9: <laughs> the shadow line is made with the, the obsidian.
0: I kind of thought so, but <laughs> it, was, it was too good an opening there. <laughs> That'd be there. cool, though. <laughs> We're having such a good time
9: here. <laughs> I love it. That's are, these, the next are, line. are these
0: examples of, of branding?
9: Um, you could say that, yeah, of course. I mean, it all comes from you know the the forest line and the shadow line. Like the shadow line was actually fetish inspired. Um, when I was working personally with my own chakra i was working with the obsidian crystal and realizing that i had some sexual fantasies that were maybe considered dark or taboo and so here i am starting this this brand that is a lot about self-love and self-care and i was having thoughts (laughs) about like sexual fantasies that were just seemingly contradictory. But I created the shadow line that was fetish inspired because I wanted to say that something isn't sacred or spiritual because it has the uh, look of it. Like it's, you know, in the fashion of being spiritual, something is, is sacred when you give it the attention that it is. And so that's why I developed the shadow line. And then the forest line had a lot to do with my personal journey growing up, um, being very attracted to things like fairy tales and fables and being very disappointed growing up and learning that, um, you know, the tooth fairy wasn't real. And, you know, it's like wanting to kind of keep that childlike belief in magic. And so it was, the forest line that came out of that idea that um, people that believe in magic make magic. So it was just uh, symbolically saying that this is a fairy tale. This is, you know, so many fairy tales happen in the forest. It was just very uh, true for, for what I needed to say. So it is branding, but it is also very meaningful to me as well.
0: Yes, when I'm teaching about trees, I always start off by saying that people are most comfortable with individual trees. And people look at me, and they say, what do you mean? I say, the forest has always been a place of fear for human beings. They mm-hmm. say, what do you mean? I say, where does the witch live? Where does Baba Yaga live? In the forest. Mm-hmm. In the forest. the forest. The forest in those fairy tales is the place of terror. Mm-hmm. Just as the angels in the Old Testament are the enforcers. They're the ones who burn up Sodom and Gomorrah and strike people dead. They're not guardians. Mm. So shadow line, it's an interesting, interesting idea. (laughs) But I'm asking you about branding because I, I think that it's something important for you about branding, and I'm not quite sure what it is or even what branding is. I mean, I grew up in Texas, so I know what branding is in Texas, but I don't think that's <laughs> no matter how much shadow we're talking about here.
9: Right, a little different. It, it, you know, branding was a really important part of of developing my my company because kind of like what I was saying before, I felt like there's I, – I was so interested in, in learning about – Spirituality and, and spiritual concepts, but when I was reading about it, I I was always met with the this imagery that I always felt kind of it was like cheesy, <laughs> in my in my humble opinion, it just wasn't attractive to me. And having that a, attraction to certain imagery associated with these these spiritual concepts was important for me. So. I wanted to, to make these concepts like being aware of energy, acknowledging that that plays a part in, in our lives and our sex lives and our romantic lives and beyond. And so when I was developing the brand, it was very important that the imagery shared in that space that was aesthetically pleasing. To me, and then because of that, I think it was attractive to to people that might not have been drawn to these concepts without having that um, that kind of aesthetic feel.
0: Mm. As we're talking, I'm holding a mesh bag tied. It's red, tied with a red ribbon, and inside is a small vial with some ashes from Candida Mm. (laughs) Royale. Talk about branding. (laughs) Love it. Yes, one of the first to step up and step out and say, nobody's doing anything for women sexually. Mm -hmm. We need something too. And so I feel that we all very much follow in Candida's footsteps. And so I welcome her here to uh, bless the work that is being done in this wonderful, wonderful work that you are doing. If people mm-hmm. want to get in touch with you, Vanessa Cuccia, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you?
9: Um, through our website um, c h a k r u b s dot com. There's a contact form, and then we're also on. Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, on all, all of those <laughs> platforms.
0: That's C-H-A-K-R-U-B. Is that right? Yes. Mhm. Find that at all of those mentioned places before. When they go there, they will find access to your new book? Mhm. Yes. And they will find access to the chakrubs themselves?
9: Yes,
5: mm-hmm. and, and we also have a
9: blog, and, and we update our, our blog all the time with a lot of resources, and um, it's expanding. We're coming out with new products as well um, in, the, in the new year, so I'm really excited about that. So it's something to, to watch, so definitely follow us if, you, if you're on these platforms.
0: All right. That is <laughs> Wonderful! It has been such a delight talking to you, and I wish we had more time, but we are limited. And they, you know, those blog talk shows—boy, they cut you off long. <laughs> right at the moment, and I like to leave a little bit of time right here at the end for you, for my guest. What do you want to leave in the hearts and the minds and uh, <clears throat> uh, everybody <laughs> listening?
9: Well, first, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure listening to your show um, before I came on, and it was uh, an honor to be asked to, to be on the show. So for everybody listening, um, I think that maybe I'll say quote, just know thyself and thou shalt know the universe and God. Ah, ha,
0: ha, ha, ha. <laughs> all right. That is beautiful, beautiful. So again, if you want more of all the stuff you've been listening to, go to C H A K R U B, and you can go to Chuck Rub on Facebook or Twitter or heaven knows where else. You put that in and press enter and see what comes up, including uh, Vanessa's book, Crystal Healing and Sacred Pleasure. Thank you so much for being with us tonight to help reweave the healing cloak of the mm. And Rebecca, blessings. I love you. Thanks so much for joining hands with me in restoring herbal medicine as people's medicine. It's really taking off in such a magnificent way that I go to sleep laughing every night with great joy and delight.
3: Uh, thank you so much.
0: Dream blessings and good night, everybody. Good night, Monica, Jean, and Justine. Ah, they've been asleep for hours already. <laughs> <laughs>
9: yes. Good everyone. Thanks, for good night. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much. You. Good night.
3: Good night.